Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman Roller Auctions. Having a carpet auction on Monday with over 40,000 square feet of assorted carpets. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. I want to apologize to everybody right off the hop. If you have been watching ESPN's coverage, specifically the post-game show, specifically the Lakers post-game show, this is going to be more of a Nuggets post-game show tonight. So if you're married, or this this morning, I should say, so if you're married to watching ESPN, this coverage is going to be quite different this morning. Are we on in L.A.? Well, they're an hour behind us. So it's 6 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that hurts a little bit. Right. Oh. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much. Up 2-0. Yep. Feel all the pressures on L.A. going back to the coast. It's fantastic. This thing is playing out the exact way it needs to play out. The national narrative is perfect for the Nuggets. This is setting up as good as it possibly can for the Denver Nuggets. As good as it gets. The national media is Love it. literally Love it. handing trees to Michael Malone to put on the bonfire. Full trees. Yeah. It's fantastic. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Well, as Bruce just mentioned, Lakers up. Whoops. You would think that's an ESPN narrative. That was a little slip. Yeah. Freudian. Yeah. Kind of. Nuggets up to zip. This is Michael Malone before <laughs> last night's game. A lot of our guys, to be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest. That was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nicola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple doubles now, third all time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nicola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. That was from a question given to him in pregame by a national reporter. You so. know every time that Malone gets a question from a national reporter, you know exactly where he's going. He's courteous. Yeah. But Kurt, put in your put it in your pipe and smoke. Exactly. Take this L on the way out. Right. So it's funny. Last night on Twitter, before I went to bed, this is what I put out. Okay. ESPN narrative going into game three. What do the Lakers need to do to win on Saturday night? <laughs> Number two, how can the Lakers contain Jokic and Murray? Number three. Is LeBron too old to win a title? Number four, can the Lakers win this series? Right on cue. Oh, yeah. Right on cue. I'm up at 6 o'clock in this morning watching ESPN show Get Up or whatever the heck it's called. And, I mean, they're going through point by point with what I put out last night. A guy by the name of NYC Buffs, and he's on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, sends me a screenshot 
a picture of the show. And the headline banner at the bottom is, has LeBron's age finally caught up with him? Check number three off the list. Yeah. Because they checked one, two, and four off the list as well. Here was something else, and this was beyond refreshing. There's a guy named Han on the show. He does a radio show in New York City. And then Zach Lowe, who a lot of basketball fans know very, yep. very well. So for the first however many minutes, they're talking about what happened with LeBron. Is he too old? Is he too slow? Anthony Davis can't play that way. No mention, really, of the Nuggets even winning the game. No mention that Jokic had another triple-double. As very much an aside, Murray was really good in the fourth quarter. And then Han said, the Nuggets are a really good team. And Zach Lowe cut him off, didn't skip a beat, and said, wow, it's 8.08 in the morning. And finally, we gave the Nuggets some credit. It was such a striking and breathtaking comment that pointed out that in the lead of their show, their A block, East Coast, that show starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. Prime, and, prime morning time. And Lowe looks at Han and said, wow, it took you only eight minutes to say the Nuggets are a really good team. I will leave it to everyone who's butthurt about this. Butthurt about what? About the national narrative. And I'm not saying that you are. I am butthurt it, about it, it. Because it's part of the because it's part of the storyline. It's disgusting. Is it, it really is. I think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. I think it's great that all of these preconceived notions are coming to the fore and being thrust right back down their throats. They're smug. Look, and this series isn't over. You got to get two more wins. You got what? <clears throat> Five chances to do it now. I like their odds. Regardless of what happens, they won last night. They control home court advantage regardless of what happens in games three and four. The screws are tightened on the Lakers now. They have to win at home twice against a team that's beaten them in totally different ways just, just to stay in this thing. I am not upset at the national narrative. I am not upset with ESPN as a fan. Okay? Now, first of all, I'm not a fan anyway. You and I have talked about that. Right. I cheer for great stories. Yes. Okay? We I both want, do. I want our teams to win. But as I said, I don't own Nuggets gear, Rockies gear, Broncos right. gear. When they win, it makes my job easier. I am fans are upset with ESPN because they're fans. You're not giving our team enough credit. That's not why I'm upset with them. It has nothing to do with it. You want to know why I'm upset with it? Because I've been in the media for over 30 years and you're lazy. You're not doing your job. I'm insulted that my peers on national television aren't doing their job. And their analysis is lazy. They're not prepared. Lisa Salters, again, shame on you for not spending any time watching one game over the last three years watching the two-time MVP. Shame on you. And I wasn't at the game last night. You were at the game before yep. the game started. Right. And one reason I don't want to go to the games is I don't want to be home at 1 o'clock in the morning prepping for a show. <laughs> I'll be right. perfectly honest with you. I don't blame but, you. But I will tell you this. You know me well enough, and people in the media that I'm around know that I will ask some tough questions. I would have undressed her in that press conference right in front of Malone. I would have, I would have said, do you find it odd that a national person, I wouldn't have said it exactly like this, but basically that a national, how do you feel about a national person 
covering your game, who covers the NBA Finals pretty much year after year after year, has not spent one minute watching the league MVP for two consecutive seasons over the last three years. And now she's sitting in this room and saying, I haven't watched. Shame on you. I'm not, I'm not upset as a fan. I'm disgusted that you're so freaking lazy. You should not have that platform. I anchored nationally. I can speak to this. It's hard to understand the ins and outs of a team. I remember when I first started at CNN, my boss said to me, he goes, you will know more about sports than you could wildly even conceive after you are on this job for a while because you have to know a little bit of everything. But not to even watch the two-time MVP? What the hell are you doing with your time? You may have kids and you might want to play with your kids and there's nothing wrong with that. And you might want to spend time with your husband. He's the two-time MVP and you haven't watched him? You are now the poster child for everything that is wrong with the lazy people sitting in New York City. And to Zach Lowe, good on you. Saying Nahan took you eight minutes to get into talking about, hey, maybe the Nuggets are a pretty good team. You're in bed with the Lakers and it's sickening. Not as a fan. It's because you don't do your job. It's a different perspective on it. To me, it all funnels back to the same thing. Disrespect for the Nuggets, which fuels the fire. And I, I was thinking about this last night. It just doesn't get any better. It's absolutely perfect because they're still being dissed. They're still being undervalued. They're still being undersold. They're still an afterthought. These guys are, I think my math is right, 10-3 and three in the postseason. They're up two games to none on the Lakers. They're having an avalanche run from last year. Right. So right. With, so with that, what was the narrative coming out of game one? I think the Lakers have probably figured out how to cover Nikola Jokic, even though Achimura in game one was only on him six times. So Jokic, oh, by the way, they never mentioned once this morning in their entire A block that Jokic scored 23, 16 rebounds and 12 assists. Not even, honest to God, because I was listening closely, they didn't mention him. The only time they mentioned him was going into break saying, Jokic and Murray, still can even give him full credit, Jokic and Murray are the best duo left in the playoffs. Left in the playoffs? Left in the playoffs? Are, are you insinuating that Durant and Booker are better? Fine. That was the first time they mentioned Jokic's name. How did that about series that. go? Right. Okay. So with that, um, does it look like the Lakers solved the Jokic riddle? Because apparently the narrative was um, they did. And I hope the Lakers are feeling good. And the ESPN talking heads are feeling good about a second moral victory. They're 2-0 and in moral victories. The Nuggets are 2-0 and in real victories. There is no figuring out the Jokic riddle unless he has a bad night shooting. And then even then, he's still probably out-rebounding your ass and throwing passes on a dime, and helping guys score around him. I've seen him have poor shooting nights. It's rare. It's really rare. I think, to me, the I don't know if it's the greatest compliment because you can be more effusive about a player of his ilk. But I, it just fits for Nicola so much. It's like, okay... He doesn't. I just don't think he cares about people giving him credit. 
I think that he is at a point now, and you watch it in his preparation. The great thing about what I'm able to do is that I'm in that building for a 6.30 tip. I'm there by 3.30. I watch all of the preparation. I watch the ESPN technicians finishing up their last-minute things. I watch guys come out to the floor. I watch how they work in tandems to shoot at various times. Are you also watching Lisa Salters on her iPad looking at Jokic videos? She rolled in uh, 30 minutes before game time. Oh. About 30 minutes before Th- game 30 time. 30 minutes. Yep. Uh, now, now I, she I, may I'm, have been I'm guessing the- you can't yeah. say you can't say that with absolute certainty that she came in 30 minutes before game. Well, I'm pr- I'm pretty positive that I mean based on where I ran into her. I was and and I don't care. That, I do. That, I know you do. Be, but not because I'm a but fan. I, but not because I'm, I'm a fan. Giving, I'm just, do your job. <laughs> Take pride in what you do. And I think Jeez. that. Right. And I don't disagree with you on that. I really don't. And I am positive that the push, she has felt the pushback for real. And, but I don't, I, I just, I just have the feeling that this is the way it needs to be for the Nuggets. It's good for the Nuggets. And 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 yep, at the I end agree. of the day, it that you know what? When they hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. Whoa, are you going if there? The, if they oh, yeah. are able to do that, and yeah. it, that is when it will all change. Until then, it won't. Don't hold your breath. It won't. You want to know why? Not hold your breath. How much do you want to bet right now? Friendly bet that if the Nuggets win the title, they will not be the odds-on favorite from Vegas two minutes after no, they get a trophy. No question. So they won't be. So they won't get that respect. That's from odds makers. No, odds odds makers odds makers set their odds based on what the public wants, how the public will bet. Yeah, that's but- the public. Yeah, but I don't take my cues from the from the public betting because there's so much heart instead of head in 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 gambling. Coming up after the break, Nuggets beat the Lakers in a shootout in Game One. Won a defensive battle last night. Are the Lakers kind of out of options? Well, they're out of they're out of breath. Right? (laughs) Are they out of options as well on how to beat the Nuggets? That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileysports.com. You can reach us on the uh, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. You in need of some carpeting? Always. Well... They are going to be having an auction um, on Monday. 40,000 square feet of assorted Now, I don't need that much. Right. And I can tell you right now, Bruce, you will need two hands. You will need two (laughs) hands, this hand 
and you will need this hand to carry that carpeting out of there. That's right. Now, you need them both. Now, I do have a ring on this finger. Yes, you do. But I will not be carrying the carpeting with my ring with the ring on my hand. By the way, my wedding band. That is It'll the, be with right just like this. That's the ultimate championship ring that you're wearing right there. Nice it job. is well Listen, done. I, I I will speak for me, and I will speak for you. You are the greatest salesman of all time. You know why? I don't. You I, convinced Sarah to marry you, just oh. like I convinced Mandy to marry me. It it it's worked out, and I'm so pleased each and every day of my life. Yeah, each and every moment of we, my life. Nuggets win or lose, we still have our wives, right? Amen. With that, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda and Broomfield. They have upped their game. Uh, they're going to give you the best car, truck, and SUV buying experience. They have a brand new showroom. It is state-of-the-art. You need to check it out. And while you're at it, go for a test drive. Go for a test drive with the Mazda CX-50. Combination of luxury, outdoor capability, and affordability at the pump. Go to sthmazda.com or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. I am going to go national narrative on this. How are the Lakers going to beat the Nuggets? The Nuggets ran them off the floor offensively by scoring 132 points in game one. Then they won a defensive battle in game two and clamped down in the fourth quarter, starting that quarter hitting five of six three-pointers. What other tricks does Darvin Ham have in his bag of tricks now? You have to have a night where the Lakers shoot closer to game one and the Nuggets shoot closer to game two. Um, let me let me just say this. If it hasn't become apparent, then you're missing something. Many more things have to happen for the Lakers to win than the Nuggets. The Nuggets have more at their disposal. They're used to winning in different ways. They have no problem in morphing into whatever they need to on a particular night to do that. Obviously, the focus was defensively last night. And they did a fantastic and they really did a great job right from the both teams were good defensively. The tenor of the game was totally different. And by the way, Ryan Blackburn, yeah. shout out, he he called the game what in the 110-105 range? Right. 108-103. Right. That's, good on him. That That's Mile High Sports analysis right there. So good right. job, Ryan. With that, the Lakers played an excellent defensive game. LeBron played a very good defensive game. He was getting body blows from Jokic. All game. Okay. Chasing right. around sure. M- MPJ. Yep. And his defense actually was quite good on Jamal Murray, who kept hitting three-pointers in his face. Yep. And when you have to spend that much energy, and you and I talked about it yesterday, when you have to spend that much energy on the defensive side, it is eventually going to catch up with you on the offensive side, especially when you are 38 years old. Does LeBron James look old? I don't know if he necessarily looks old. I mean, he totally botched that dunk, which he probably wanted to do a windmill on, right? I kept saying over and over again, if you want to beat the Lakers, make Anthony Davis and LeBron James work on the defensive end. And they did work. 
and their offense suffered. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, they were shadows of their former selves. Right. Right? And and look, both of them have played over 83 minutes in the first two games. The fourth quarter has been kryptonite for them. Right. Now, they in game one, they, they got an adrenaline rush and they were hitting shots. But the fourth quarter last night was brutal for them. AD had hands on knees. LeBron, the same. Um, uh, Jamal Murray, who was awful right up until he was great, took the game over. That was as good a fourth quarter as you'll ever see from any player, anytime, anywhere, period. Doesn't make any difference. Did you know that the Lakers were out-rebounded again last night by nine? The only thing that really kind of kept them in it was the fact that the Nuggets kept turning it over. It yep. was not a good handle night for the Nuggets. They turned it over 18 times. Specifically early. Really bad early. Yeah. But they only had four offensive rebounds. Man, the Lakers come down and they're one and done. And they only shot 44%. Right. So those are all kinds of things in the mortar when you start looking at how the game played out that allowed the Nuggets. And the 10 nothing run in the third quarter was magical. I'll give the Lakers credit for one thing and one mm-hmm. guy specifically. Reeves has been terrific. Dude can play, man. Achimura, his offense did not nope. suffer at all nope. when he spent time on Jokic. Yep. Good on him. And you could make the case that Reeves and Achimura over two games have been better than Anthony Davis. Because they're doing it on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Davis, Davis offensively was putrid. Well, last night. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Last when, when overall. 40 in game one and then a lot of really good defensive plays late. I, yeah, okay. I, 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 I don't. We're talking. We're, well, yeah, okay. I'm not knee jerking on that one. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll hear you on it. Let me, let me put it in a different context. Achimura is closer to Davis. And it, the combination of those two are closer to Davis because Davis is a. Hall of Famer, and Achimura comes off the bench. Yeah, right. They are getting tremendous production out of both of those guys. They are. Their bench play has been better metrically than the Nuggets at this point. Well, Christian Brown has done nothing in this this two games. Let's get into that. He played five minutes yesterday. He's done nothing. Does Michael Malone stick with does he stick with Brown or maybe make an adjustment, even though they're up 2 Brown, 0? Brown has not looked good. No. Let's just call it like it is. You know, he hasn't looked good, and this is another thing. I'm there, like I said, three hours beforehand. I watched. He was awful in his pregame. Was he? Jokic was not very good in his pregame before game one and then just went off. So right. you never know how to read it. But Christian Brown does not look confident right now. And there's a big difference between Nikola Jokic having – maybe missing a few shots in warm-ups right. because he just knows what's going to happen. So, no, I think that they prob- I think that Michael Malone probably tinkers a little bit there because he's not getting what he needs out of Christian Brown. Now you're going to L.A. and you're going to ask him to find it? Eh, not sure. Coming up after the break, how good do you feel about the Nuggets taking one in L.A.? How good do you feel? Because you know the Lakers are undefeated on their home court. They're a much better team in L.A., Their bench is much better at home, just like every team's bench is better at home. Also, what are the national folks going to say about the Nuggets 
if they sweep the Lakers. That's next. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us at mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions having a carpet auction on Monday over 40000 Square feet of assorted carpets. Get involved. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Game three tomorrow night in L.A. How good do you feel about the Nuggets getting at least one of those games? Uh, I'll go 50-50, probably. I mean, Way to ride that fence. Well, I mean, you know, you asked me a question. I'm giving you an answer. Do I feel like it's a 100% done deal? No. no. Not at all? But you can go 51%. You can go 75 You can go 83.97%. The pressure, is, the pressure is clearly on the Lakers. The Nuggets are, I think, a better team and have more ways and more people to beat you with. So I would say their chances are fairly good to get one of these two. And if they get one of these two, then I think this series is done. Look at the fourth quarter. You have Murray going off for threes. MPJ started the fourth quarter, tied it at 79 with a three. You had KCP hitting a three. I'll tell you what worried me about yesterday's game. When KCP picked up two early mm-hmm. fouls, I'm like, right. oh, this isn't good. Nope. Because he has been... So valuable in this series on so many different levels. I mean, we can sit and talk about Jokic and Murray all day. KCP has really been the glue. No question. Fantastic. Guy with championship medal. And Bruce Brown's been good. Very good. Bruce Brown's been good. I've got a stat for you. LeBron was 0 for 6 last night from three-point range, right? He's been awful from three-point range the entire playoffs. Did you know that he has missed his last 19? Yeah. Three point attempts in the fourth quarter of yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. When you're 19 straight, when you are tired, mm-hmm. that ball's going to hit the front of the rim. Yep. When you're overexcited, specifically at a, the beginning of the game, the ball's going to hit the back iron. Yep. It's kind of like in baseball, and this is very much your wheelhouse. Um, I used to say this about John Gray all the time. He's not the type of guy you want in a big game, in a leverage game. And here's the reason why. Because fastball was his best pitch. And you could set your watch by it. That when he went on the mound, and he did it during a playoff game, I believe it was against Arizona, and I said it before the game started. I said, you watch this. John Gray, when he gets amped up, just like any player, that's a pitcher. When they get amped up, their fastball tends to be high in the strike zone. Mm -hmm. 
And I think Paul Goldschmidt in that playoff game belted like a two or a three run shot. Yeah. And I, you could just predict it. I was at Chase Field when it happened. Yeah. It was not they get their ass kicked that night. But anyway. But they beat Chicago the next what the next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Freeland. Was fantastic. He was. That was a really fun. We're digressing for a moment. But yeah, we're Chicago, talking about the Rockies. Can you yeah, believe but it? But it's Chicago and Wrigley Field. That was one of those rare, and you know what I'm talking about. That's one of those rare moments when you recognize how big it is and how small you are because of the place that it's being played. Anyway. Let's get back to the Nuggets. So I like your stat very much. I'm not trying to top you, but this is a pretty, pretty incredible stat. Jamal Murray has the most 20 plus point fourth quarter performances in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Since 1997, got his fourth last night. The next closest, Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson, each had two. So he has doubled up Michael Jordan. He has doubled up Allen Iverson. Is he better than those guys? No, Ooh, easy he's not. Nelly. No, he's not. Easy Nelly, Nelly. But, but you are remembered what you yes. do in clutch moments. You are not remembered for what you do. You'd rather be known as Mr. October than Mr. May. And for Jamal Murray, he plays his best in the playoffs, plays very well in the fourth quarter. And please, ESPN, stop saying bubble yeah. Murray. Yeah. Please yeah. stop it. It, it. It's so tired. And Jamal's tired. It's lazy, it. it's lazy analysis. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's the lag it's the lag quotient because it's it's a narrative that has lagged so far. I mean, that was talked about way back when. You don't need to be talking about it now. Look, Jamal was awful right up until he was great. And then he was greatness personified. Unbelievable. He has been hot and cold within yep. games. Yep. Within games so far in these playoffs. But the tandem of Jamal Murray... And Nikola Jokic, I think we talked about this two or three, two series ago. What, who were the best tandems in these playoffs? Right. It's not just that they're the best tandem now in these playoffs. They probably were the best tandem back then in the playoffs, too. Here's the reason why the Nuggets were trailing after three quarters. No one was hitting shots outside of Jokic. Mm-hmm. All they needed was one guy to get hot. And they certainly got the right guy because this guy's like a firecracker when he gets hot. Totally. With that, if the Nuggets sweep the Lakers, what is going to be what is going to be the headline on ESPN? Which, oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, you know what the headline was last night on ESPN.com? No, needless to say, I didn't check it. Another W slips away from the Lakers. Another W. There you yep. go. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, I mean, that that's something you'd see in the L.A. Times. Yeah. With that, if the Nuggets sweep the Lakers, what is going to be the national narrative? First thing, because I can tell you what I believe it's going to be. LeBron's age. You got it. Without question. You have nothing to do with how the Nuggets played. No. The Nuggets made LeBron look his age because they forced him to play defense against Jokic and against Murray. Yeah. And he got tired. And he got tired, and he's 38, and you can't blame him. Playing two games in three nights at altitude, you could expect that. Anthony Davis, what he did last night, 
shooting, what, four for 15 from the floor, something like that? Awful. That didn't surprise me because he's been hot and cold during the playoffs. LeBron has been far more consistent. L.A. went reversed back to the mean. They shot 44%. They shot 27% from three-point range. That's more about who the Lakers are consistently. Right. Those two stats. It's not the, It's not like the Nuggets shot lights out. They were right about in the same. Now, they were much better from three-point range, and that's because Jamal Murray hit, what, five of them in the second or in the fourth quarter. I guess the bottom line is this. Davis has been inconsistent in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Are we really expecting, generally speaking, a 41-point combined performance out of Achimura and Reeves in four of the next potential five games, and that's what the Lakers will have to do to win this series? History would tell you no. Right. And, and that's what we have to go by. Having said that, those two boys can play. They can. They can really play, and they have helped the Lakers stay in this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I give them both credit. By the way, do you remember last year at the end of the year that it, Austin Reeves' coming out party was in a game here against the Nuggets? Like he went off for like 37 in a game late in the season. Meaningless game, but he went off anyway. And, man, as soon as they got rid of Westbrook and got rid of Beverly, and all of a sudden, yep. this guy is just bloomed. Right. It's incredible to watch. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Eric Spolstra called the play-in tournament the best thing for the NBA yeah. in the past decade. Yeah, I bet. And what did Rafael Nadal say about the French <laughs> Open and his future in tennis? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions is having a carpet auction on Monday, over 40,000 square feet. Of assorted carpets, get involved, get notifications, but upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Everybody knows the stat that Nikola Jokic averaged a triple-double against the Suns. 35 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 and a half assists a game. Did you think it was even possible that he could even top that in this Lakers series? Sure. Really? I mean, he, he would I, do better than that. I mean, that's pretty extreme, but nothing surprises me from this guy. I, I didn't think it was honestly possible because those numbers are so sky high. What What do you think is more impressive? And I'll, I'll say it again. 35 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 and a half assists a game, or 29 points, 19 rebounds, and 13 assists per game. The latter. He's been even better. Yeah, because he's 
You know who he is? He's Derrick Henry. He gets stronger as the game goes on. I like that. I like that. Yep. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. I think you could also make the case if the Nuggets go to the final and Jokic continues on this tear, it is the greatest single-season playoff performance of all time. Over Jordan, over Wilt, over Russell, yada, yada, yada. I think you'd be able to make that case. Let's get there and then revisit it. As of right now, mm-hmm. as of right mm-hmm. now, through nine games, you can make the case it is the greatest performance by any player in NBA history. I'd have to look at all the numbers clearly. I'd have to look at everything. But when you look at his postseason performance, he is averaged in the playoffs. Uh, let's see. Postseason averages. Um, he has averaged 30 points. 14 rebounds and 10 assists a game. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And one and a half steals. Yep. I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it's certainly a conversation. Be an interesting one. I'd have to delve into that a little bit more. He's on pace. Yes, yes he for is. Sure. He is on pace. All right, just in case you missed it, Heat coach Eric Spolstra called the NBA play-in tournament the best thing for the NBA in the past decade, saying... I do know the plan helped. There are far less teams tanking. Everyone was fighting for it the last two months of the season, and every game was must-see TV, and that was in both conferences. So I think for the league, that's probably the best thing that's happened in the last decade. You think the playing tournament was as big of a success as Spolster claims? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's enhanced uh, uh, energy and curiosity about the NBA and has fueled uh, the playoffs very nicely. It's a great kind of bridge into the postseason. It gets you got it gets you going. I I really liked it. A lot. I mean, in the Western Conference, the seventh and eighth seeds both moved on because yeah. they won their playing games. I liken it not apples to apples, apples to bananas. Same fruit family. A wild card team, the final wild card team to get in, winning a title, and the Broncos know that as well as anyone. Yeah. Okay, um, in 2005, I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers were the last wild card team to get in. They beat the Broncos in the AFC Championship game, won a title. Then let's look at the Ravens. I believe they were the sixth. Weren't team. the Giants too? I, I, I'd have to go back and uh, look. Green Bay in 2010 was. I Green know Green Bay in 2010. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. similar but not exact. Yeah. No, but I feel you. Last team to get in to yeah. win a title. Absolutely. Hey, the Cardinals won a World Series winning 84 or 86 games in the regular season. It happens. Yeah. And it's 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 cool. You get on a Rockies roll. I just made up a Right phrase. up until the Red Sox. Every playoff, playoff appearance for the Rockies, wild card, every single time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Haven't won a division yet. Yep. 
All right, just in case uh. you missed it, Rafael Nadal has announced he is pulling out of the French Open because of a lingering hip injury that has sidelined him since January. And he also said he expects 2024 to be the final season of his tennis career. Uh, the owner of a record 14 championships at the Clay Court Grand Slam tournament, he's going to miss the French Open for the very first time. He made his debut there in 2005. Uh, what's your take on this Rafael Nadal news? Uh Wondering when it was going to come. His career has been without apology. It's been one of the greatest in tennis history. And when you think of, uh, of greatness in this sport, his name should be one of the first that you mutter. It's funny when you look at it that you would say, who are the two, who are the, who's the best off the top of your head? Who's the best male tennis player of all time? Uh, I would probably go with, Nadal, to be really honest with you. A lot of people would go with Federer. Yeah. Okay. But here's the tie break. Nadal has beaten Federer more than the other way around. Right. But it's interesting we left out another guy. Rafael Nadal has won 22 Grand Slam events. Mm -hmm. Federer has won 20. Well, and then you've got Jokovic, who has won 22. Yeah. Jokovic is still going. He's still going. He will be the all-time holder of He'll that. He'll change the narrative. Yep. And he might get tested for COVID at some point. You had to go there. Sorry. Yep, you had to go there. Well. Might have more than 22 if he you damn does. right. Yeah, if he hadn't had to miss a couple. Listen, will you please stop needling Jokovic? <laughs> I will. Uh, All right, just... <laughs> Very good. That was Can't funny. play two at once, but otherwise... No, that, it, yeah. that's right. Absolutely. All right. All right, just in case you missed it, after the first round of the PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club up in Rochester, New York, Bryson DeChambeau has the clubhouse lead after he shot a four under 66. Around that included six six birdies, two bogeys. Uh, DeChambeau is one shot better than Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, and Corey Connors. Uh, any thoughts on the first round of the PGA Championship? I, a frost warning to start. They had to start late because of frost. Yep. That, that's pretty far north and in New York, right right up around Rochester, right? Uh, I think, yep. I think it's I right cover up the, in I, Rochester. I yeah. covered the 1996 Ryder Cup. Yeah, there, there you go. Absolutely gorgeous course. Oh, my God. No kidding. And then it turned absolutely beautiful. You know, it, it's funny about golf. I, I, I kind of pick and choose my – I used to watch a ton of golf. And now I kind of pick and choose. I, I like me major championships. And Bryson DeChambeau, to me, is one of those guys that I kind of like at the top of the leaderboard, along with Dustin Johnson. So I paid some attention to it yesterday. I got to tell you, yeah. if I'm being completely honest, yeah. I don't want to see live golfers win these tournaments. I know you don't, and don't. it's okay. But I like good golfers playing well at key times. Yeah. And Dustin Johnson, I don't think of Dustin Johnson as a live golfer. He is. I know he is, but I don't think of him that way. Why? Because I think of him as a really good golfer that has a chance that has a chance every time he tees it up to win a major he's that kind of player so that's how i think of him is there somebody you'd like to see win scotty scheffler scotty scheffler wins all the time i you asked me a question yeah that's my answer who do you want to see win um i'd like to see rory win i'm always okay with rory winning yeah i'm always okay with him he has not won a major Right. He has not won a major since 2014. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yep. Hmm. 
Alright, just in case you missed it, in tomorrow's Rockies-Rangers matchup, Kyle Freeland will get the ball for the Rockies, and his counterpart will be old friend John Gray, yeah. who you guys mentioned there last segment. Fun. Uh, Gray is 3-1 and one this year with the 3.15 ERA for the first place Texas Rangers. Does Freeland versus Gray tomorrow excite you in any way? Mm, not enough to probably, no, not enough to tune in, but I'll keep tabs on it. I mean, I'll, I'll want to know how it's going. Rockies are actually playing decent baseball they right are. now. They, they really are playing pretty decent baseball if you are giving them a chance. But it's probably not enough for me to tune in. Kyle Freeland, by the way, 4-4 four and four with a 3-1-5. He's been really good this year. That game excites me far more than what I'm going to be doing this upcoming Tuesday. Well, that's having a root canal. Ah, okay. Yes. How many sure root what, yeah, what number root canal is this for you? This will be three. Good God. Six months ago, six months ago, I had three crowns and two root canals. I remember that. Right. And I got both root canals done on the same day. <laughs> I was in a chair for about 10 hours. You And, and you were bitter. And, and rightfully so. You should have been bitter. Well, it's hard, to, it's hard for me to sit down for two minutes. Yes. More or less sit in a chair. For roughly for 10 hours. Getting your teeth drilled on. Right. Oh, my God. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, <laughs> and uh, you can try out the appliances. If you want to redo your entire kitchen, they have the staff to help you do that. You need something to fit your budget. They can help you do that. Don't bother with the big box stores. They don't have the same type of appliances, and they sure as heck do not have the people who can truly help you out like you can get in Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville. Littleton, and also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Michael Malone went Joe Namath yesterday. We'll explain why next. 